Hello, people of the internet. Uh, oh, I just realized I didn't tell my guest today that, by the way, we don't use gender pronouns. Just letting you know ahead of that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, for those little, for the listeners, if you didn't listen to my episode with Cal Campos, where we talked about uh, gender and the LGBTQ community plus community. Um, take a listen. That's where a lot of things change for the podcast, a lot of eye-opening conversations. But for those of you who don't know, my name is Kendrick Tran, also known as Kendrick Train, also known as a train off track. And today I'm here with a good friend of mine. Her name is Cami. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Cami. Um, previously, uh, a model. <laughs> um, I'm retired now, now that I'm working full time as a manager at my job at Aritzia and just going about life, trying to okay. be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I you actually, know how it is. Oh my God. No, that's actually crazy because uh, recently I reconnected with some, uh, some friends. Okay. Well, not friends anymore, obviously, but I reconnected with some people from high school um, and we were talking about like, like how's life and whatever, whatever. Um, and I was like, honestly, whenever you talk about like life, you're always like, honestly, I'm just trying to be an adult. Like, it's just, it's just so <laughs> weird how people put so much pressure on like age and like this title. It's just interesting. <laughs> Besides the point. Totally aligned, honestly, because I feel like you, there's so much expectations when you hit like a certain age. So it's like, just trying to be an adult. <laughs> I know it's 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 honestly scary and especially since I, I'm watching this movie I'm actually wow what a good transition into the show I was literally just watching before we started recording so I'm watching the show on Netflix it's called um what Firefly Lane oh my god I have that on my list how do you like it, it? yeah it's like number one on Netflix right now trending or at least in Canada for the listeners that are not in Canada um but yeah it's so I okay originally I was scared because basically without spoiling the show is basically about these two best friends one of them is super successful famous you know like I would say like Ellen level kind of vibes you know Um, and then the other one is just a regular you know average mom going through it you know yeah just a regular person basically or an average person whatever that means Um, not like she's fine she's she's living her life whatever I don't want to I, I can't say anymore but okay. tea, tea. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah so it's basically about their friendship and how um one of them is like rich and successful and the other one is just it sounds I just feel so rude it's average just it's just average I guess um, I would say like she's like middle class-ish yeah okay she's middle yeah. class um if you watch the movie you would probably disagree she's actually really well off but whatever oh <laughs> Done. But but middle class, let's say for for the for the for the for the differentiation or like you know, um, but yeah, and it's basically like how this woman's like going through a mid, basically a midlife crisis, or they're both kind of going through a midlife crisis, and then yeah. So I originally thought it was gonna be about how the not the less successful one feels in- inferior and how her life is like she compares her life to her best friend and like you know like as especially in this this age, everyone's comparing themselves to each other. So like, I thought it was gonna be about comparison, but it's not, which is like kind of disappointing, but also kind of good. I don't know, um, but yeah. So it's just like a day in the life, pretty much. 
Yeah, like it's just because I can't I can't imagine myself not being the successful one, if that makes sense. If if that if that's like a thing in a relationship, you know what I mean? I just can't Im- imagine myself not being that one. So I I kind of watched it going into it being seeing like, oh, like maybe this will teach me a lesson about like like, you know, what it doesn't matter like, you know, cuz I one thing I've been hearing a lot is um I forgot where I heard it, but it was basically like Oh, I think it was on a YouTube video and I was talking about like, "Oh, like I'm proud of my brother. I I'm just glad to be a part of the journey." Basically, you know what I mean? So I'm like I'm I was just tried I was watching it to try and see if I could like be okay not being the successful one. You know? Oh. I mean like that's like an empathetic way of looking at it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you have such a like, clear vision of your success that you're trying to manifest it. So that's understandable that you need to have that different perspective. That's what I'm saying because I was like, because it's like I I know like you know what I mean. I have all these goals or dreams or whatever, and I can't imagine a world without them happening. If I'm being totally honest and not even in like a douchey way, more like a manifest manifestation way. Yeah, but exactly. It's like, you have to see it visually. Yeah, but I want to be. I just want to make sure that I'm in a place where I can be happy if that doesn't happen. Ah, uh, you know? fair enough. Again, especially in this world where everyone's comparing themselves to each other, you know what I mean? So I just want to make sure, like literally, literally, okay, this has nothing to do with, kind of, actually it does have something to do with what we're talking about today on this podcast. For the listeners, today we are going to talk about like spirituality and the unknown and like the anxieties about the future and stuff like that because Cammy is uh, my like, Okay, one of my closest friends for sure, I would say. I don't know how you feel about that, Cami. Uh, oh my God, um, that's exactly the same. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> We're on but, the same page. T. Um, but also, <laughs> again, like I said, she she's very into spirituality and she's experienced a lot of things in her life that I can't even imagine, especially at where she is in her life. So it's very like, she's very like a... I wouldn't say spiritual because you're not anymore, but like very. I still um, am. I I still look to it for guidance. It's just um a matter of perspective. It just puts everything into perspective, like giving life a little bit more meaning when things get a little too chaotic. You know, oh. when things get really hard to understand, and you need to have that structure in your life. Spirituality's been there for me to give me that structure for that. Oh, true. Okay, because uh, one of my favorite, I've been watching a lot of movies uh, basically about death. Like, it sounds kind of morbid. No, I love that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, not about no, like, no, no, no. I'm all glad about transformation and like re- rebirth and stuff. It's all it's all tied around death, and death is never the yeah. end. Yeah, because it's actually crazy too. Because I recently watched um, an interview with Billie Eilish, and it, I I don't know if you saw it, but it's like it's a video where like no, the I camera. It's like a video where I get the camera gets closer to her face, and as the camera gets closer, the questions get more personal. So it's like more oh. and more uncomfortable. So it's like, yeah. And then she, and so I one of the questions, yeah. And this didn't start my fascination with like the whole death recently. It's just, it just means like my, it's kind of, I guess, existential crisis, I suppose. But she, but that was like really helped put it into perspective because she was like, the, the question was like, what? what keeps you humble or something like that or what what makes you realize like things are going to be okay or like what gives you hope kind of um and she was like the fact that I know we're all going to die one day 
and I was like, that's low. She was like, she was like, that's Loki fucked up. But like, at the end of the day, like, what, what does it really matter? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's so actually like, one of the main teachings in majority of like Buddhism and like Hinduism. Majority of them all center around the fact that we're going to reincarnate anyway, or we're going to die anyway. So nothing matters. But that the fact that nothing matters makes everything matter. It's it's so mind fucking when you think about it because that's the end goal is not to care about what happens because everything happens for a reason. Oh my gosh! And then yeah, and then recently, um, my friend Maya she recommended. I forgot the movie is Frig. Do you know that movie with Robert Pattinson and he's like, he's like kind of he's like kind of poor, lives in New York. It's like from two thousand ten. Oh my god. Oh, remember uh, me. It's called Remember Me. Yes, yes, the nine eleven one. Yes, yes. Yeah. That I did not expect that. First of all, I did not expect it. To, basically, for those we're, we already spoiled it. For those of you that didn't watch it and want to watch it, ends. It basically ends with nine eleven, and it's kind of fucked up, but like it's kind of beautiful at the same time. Okay, whoa, that was okay. I did. That sounded bad. It's beautiful to say that everyone's lives, everyone had a life when that event happened. And it's just like magnifying that, like magnifying that on like one singular soul's life in juxtaposition to the event. So okay. like that's what makes it beautiful. <laughs> just to save yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I still I still want it to sound like, oh, 9-11 was beautiful. Like no, <laughs> like, it's no. horrific. But like in juxtaposition, yeah. someone's life is still very meaningful. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, he one of the main quotes or points of the movie was basically saying that everything you do in life doesn't matter like it'll be irrelevant but it's important you do it anyways and that like flipped everything I was like what I was like that you know what I mean like it's kind of like it turns you from a pessimist to an optimist it's like it's like yeah like we get it but like you're gonna you're gonna do it anyway so might as well do it good you know might as well fuck it up um if you're gonna fail fail spectacularly my guy that's what I'm fail with grace, you know. Let the let the world yeah. know. <laughs> um, wow, I love how that that tangent just came out of nowhere. But um, one thing I did want to talk about is how Cami and I met because, um, yeah, like it was basically we we met in the beginning of like my career per se. Um, I wouldn't say like my retail career, whatever that means. Not the if any of you are in retail and you're hiring, hi. <laughs> um, oh my God, I love um, you. <laughs> I have a lot more to offer, but like men need money and now. Um, but yeah, if you work at like Chanel or like Valentino or like, you know, like whatever, like anything that ha- that minimum price tag is like $500, like hi- I'm here, hi. Um, anyways, <laughs> it was the start of my retail career. Yeah. Um, it was like, I remember getting hired. So we met at Ted Baker. And I remember that Ted Baker, like when I got the job at Ted Baker, I was so happy. Like, because Ted Baker, for those of you that don't know, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it like a way It's like, before. A, like a middle tier, not like almost like a super high end, but like. Yeah, like like contemporary of- premium mm-hmm. area. So it's like, imagine Kate Spade. Yeah, like whatever, like Kate's, yeah. like along the lines of Kate Spade, Michael Kors, even though Michael Kors would not, doesn't want that. That's, the, that's the facts. Uh, I remember yes. I was talking, 
I remember I was talking to someone and he was like, yeah, I work in, uh, I was like, uh, oh, we were talking about work. I think I met him on Hinge. And then we were talking about uh, work. And he was like, yeah, I work in luxury retail too. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, where do you work? He was like, I work at Michael Kors. And I was like, I literally laughed and then unmatched. I was like, you're so funny. Sorry, okay, no hate, no shade. It's just, if you think Michael Kors is good, it's a fight. Um, <laughs> But Zendaya reps them hard. So love you, Zendaya. Um, and Michael Kors, if you're just hiring. Just for Zendaya. <laughs> still, if Michael Kors, I will still work for you. I just won't enjoy it. Uh, unless you want to hire me for design. If you want to hire me for design, I think. And like marketing. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, or marketing. Yes, exactly. I think you would need it. So like, yeah. Um, my resume is uh, at KendrickTrend.com. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we met at Ted Baker. I want to, Cammy. I want you to talk about. Because you Our started like. Yeah, first impressions, because you joined later on. I've been working, I don't know how long, I think I've been working there for like a year, maybe, and then you joined. Um, yeah, yeah, give or take, like, you were there for like 10, 11 months in, and then I uh, was like, hi. Eh, <laughs> came in and fucked it up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I want to know, like, because we never talk about like first impressions and stuff. So like, what were your first impressions? Why did you even start, why did you even get a job at Baker? Because Ted Baker's so, not your friend at all. <laughs> I know it's not it's not me, but I really wanted to work somewhere like that was higher, like a more of a luxurious brand in comparison to all the other retails. Because I found that I don't know, isn't it weird? It's like it's been ingrained to me that you have to like s- slowly get up the ladder to be uh-huh. able to like be worthy of luxury brands I didn't know that you can just jump right in right into a luxury brand like I started at like Hollister all the way to Ted Baker so I was like "Ah, I'm I'm ready for Ted and to be honest your reputation your reputation preceded you like that was my first impression of you because I came in like as like a ball of energy but you were a different type of ball of energy by ball of energy we know what they mean. We, they dead ass called us as extra, but you are a different type of extra. I was my own different type of extra. So that's why everyone was trying to tell me all about you. And I'm like, oh, all right. I'm, I'm nervous now. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for intimidating me, but okay. Oh, that was it? Oh, I thought you were oh no, no. I was honestly like, they were telling me that you were so funny. And I was like, oh my God, when I meet him, I have to also be equally funny. Oh, fuck. Wow. Um, I did not know. And they know. were like, yeah. And Ruby, um, one of our uh, mutual friends, Kendrick and I, um, she would tell me like, oh yeah. And he gave me his business card the first time I met him. And I'm like, ah, I don't even have a business card. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like trying so hard. I was like, if you were to ask me for my business card, uh, I guess my Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, just add me <laughs> on my LinkedIn. It's oh fire. my gosh! <laughs> oh no, my God. but I was, I was actually prepping because they were like, "Yeah, try not to look trashy because he'll call you out." And I'm like, "Well, I've never in my life has looked trashy coming into work, but okay." <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I really do miss. Like honestly, though, as much as it is in our past, like it's way in our past. Like in our past. Oh my God! Like she gone, but um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, I do miss it. If I'm being honest, not necessarily the job, because if we're being honest, we were underpaid. Oh, um, my, so much so. Yeah, like even if, like even if they just gave us a dollar more, like that would have made the biggest difference. Um, but yeah, we were underpaid. 
But the one thing that really made it for me is one, well, first of all, again, because I had like this, wow, like I work at Ted Baker. I remember I was just graduating high school when I started. Oh no, not when I started, like kind of like when I was like a, like a few months in and I wore full Ted Baker to my graduation and I was rapping. I was like, like people would come up to me, be like, yeah, my suit is like custom made. It cost a thousand dollars. And I was like, mine is designer. It's a thousand dollars. I was like, mine costs the same price, and yours looks like a regular ass suit, bitch. Step <laughs> off my, get off my shoes, bitch. Like who the? Just like, because what? you got money doesn't mean you got style, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Step off my feet. Like what the frig? Um, but the, again, back then when I thought Ted Baker was designer. <laughs> oh my um, god. If if you don't like, don't get me wrong. If I know, especially because Cami and I, when we worked together, we would like fuck it up. I remember I would be, I turned into, I kind of turned into like the cashier, because that's where I wanted to be. If I'm being honest, like, like, working sales without commission is like why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. Um, and there's just a lot of pressure, like you know. But like Cami and I, I remember I would like cash out and then Cami would, you could hear Cami all over the show. She'd be like, oh my God, love. Like, I love your outfit. Like, let me, let me send you the Kendrick. I'll wrap it up for you. And then we would like be at cash and you'd be wrapping up the get the little Whole tag team. Oh, it was so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do miss that about Ted Baker because I feel like even though there was like obviously low key, like drama or whatever shit, I don't care who's listening. If you fucking know. Um, but it's like I really miss like the like the family culture because the culture that they preach to you and when they hire you really is true or at least it was for in my opinion or maybe yeah so I don't know like I really and I do I do miss some of the people that used to work there like some of them don't even like when I walk like they don't even they give me dirty looks now some of them unfollowed me on Instagram (gasps) Mm, you know who unfollowed me I mean I'm just gonna say it bitch Anna Rita unfollowed me if you, for the listeners, that was my that was our assistant manager, um, but yeah, she unfollowed me, and I was like, okay. Oh, she's yeah. like, don't need you no more. <laughs> I was like, okay, don't need bitch. to I pretend like, to be nice. Yeah, I was like, you're gonna regret that. But anyways, tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, wow, I really went on a whole tangent about Ted Baker. Yikes! Oh my god. No, you're totally fine. Oh my god, we've we've been through so much in that store. So, Ted Baker, you know yeah. what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, Honestly, but I, do think, I think it's a very good stepping stone, though, for sure. Like, if you're looking to get into luxury retail, you should definitely start at a brand like Ted Baker. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that over Kate Spade and over Michael Kors too. Like, I just, I don't. Oh know. yeah, for sure. Your clientele is more different. Is <sighs> It's less diverse because the people that know of the brand are, are probably white, but yeah. Yeah, probably or white and people. White. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the tea. That's why I like the brand because I want it to be white. Mm-hmm. And that's problematic, but I don't want to, I don't want to anymore, but I did used to just disclaimer. But anyways. I mean, like, you know, fucking systematic racism we had to grow up in. So. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drink to that. <laughs> Not even my racism episode, but if you want to listen to that, listen to my last episode with Ms. Venetia McFarlane, bitch. We talked about racism in the film industry. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Love being woke. Anyways. <laughs> so back to the point of this episode, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So. So 
Cami has tarot cards. I don't know if we're gonna play them. Uh, we were gonna we were gonna play a round of tarot cards. I don't think not really the vibe anymore. If I'm being honest, yeah, that's totally but, perfect. I'm using I'm, my fucking deck as my laptop <laughs> like stand, so it works. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for the listeners, um, Cami is like very again. She had a phase where she, or she she is still into it, but she had a phase where she was like huge into it. Um, and she has tarot cards. We've done tarot readings before. And for all the, of it, the, the whole shebang. The whole, we really did that. Like when I tell people about the experience, they're like, wow. They're like, you really, you really did that. Um, but yeah, for those of you that are skeptical, I do think, of course, it's like spirituality in itself, like is very like opinions, very whatever. Um, but I do think it's, a, I think getting some like, like for me, I'm very, skeptical of psychics just because for example I don't want them to say something I don't want to hear or something that's very like ah like your life is gonna end this day whatever whatever yeah and then that kind of like something you didn't want to know exactly like and that kind of changes your perspective on life right um Mm -hmm. but I feel like tarot cards are very like up to interpretation very like very playful like they have their meanings but it's like they're not like this is the be happen. all and end all yeah yeah they're not trying to tell you anything they're just like giving you like general like this is what Insights. it is yes exactly um yeah and cam you want to tell us more about your little attitudes of decks and stuff like that oh yeah so um with tarot i really love them mostly because they're very interpretive they rely heavily on your intuition whether that be the reader or the person being read it <laughs> but um Every deck has their own personality depending and majority of them get their personality from the person that's holding it. So I don't know why I have a super caring deck and then I have a like a super sassy deck, but I guess that's the two sides of me that comes out to play when my friends need me. Um, But yeah, my friends always choose the, the sassy deck because that's always the one that dishes out your tea. Um, no remorse but I know honestly like you need to have your dirty laundry like splayed out like that just for you to notice what the fuck you're fuck you're doing wrong (laughs) true I guess it's like I guess it's like more like do you want them to say it with their chest or do you want a sugar coat and I'm like nah Mm. you know like I'm here to hear the real tea like just give it to me bitch Uh (laughs) lay it on me just fuck me up tell me I'm a whore (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was oh. anyway. That was so My bad. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> I'm definitely editing it out, bitch. I'm oh. um, anyways, <laughs> better start. Better start your apology video, bitch. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry. I'm already <laughs> fake crying. I'm gonna get my like, eye droppers. <laughs> then you're gonna do put it like, in a my lot foyer. of mascara and it's gonna start dripping and it's just. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do, you're like, gonna... the lower lash line. Oh. Oh my god, you're gonna have to start crying if on your Louis Vuitton couch. And, uh... I have to, and I have to somehow like incorporate my Hermes um, scarf in there. Don't know how, but it'll happen. Um, <laughs> wear my Christian Dior. Just, just let them know that I got it going on. So even if you don't accept my apology, I'm fine. I'm yeah, literally, <laughs> that's the tea. Oh my god. Honestly, though, like respect, like people that do that. I was like, honestly, like that's the tea. Like honestly. I'm crying and I'm trying to ha- apologize, but if you don't accept it, I don't fucking need your respect. Like you know what I mean? Like whatever. Oh my um, god, crocodile tears, my guy. 
True. Mm. That's also something I realized too. Like I, because I you one thing that I've learned throughout 2020 is that I've been learning a lot of lessons basically about like relationships and friendships and just like life. I feel as as I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, but one thing I learned recently, at least, is that I think respect. Well, I think it's a known thing, but like respect is more important than someone liking you. I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's like, that's something I didn't even realize. It's like, but now it's like, I, I, someone, I heard it somewhere, but, and then I was like, that's the thesis. And I was like, because you vying for everyone else's like acceptance of you is not worth the time and energy of you just living your own damn life. And whoever doesn't want to be in that energy can show themselves out because you don't need them. That's why respect. And the thing, and this is, and something I thought about recently too, is it's like, I think like, obviously in a friendship, it's about, or any relationship, it's about balance, about mutual like agreement. But I just hate when people expect respect, you know, well, that was a tongue twister. expect respect. You know, it just makes no sense to me. And yeah, I just had a situation. entitled to the respect. Yeah, it's like, even if it's because, like, for example, like, I don't know, like, like, yeah, like, even in, like, some friendships, right, even, it's like, it's like, they do something wrong, and then you're, or they think they're on your level when they, just because you're friends, if that makes sense. Like, that sounds kind of bad, but I also sound, I kind of, it just makes sense to me, because. Oh my God, explain further. Yeah, it's because, for example, like, in a specific, like, okay, I don't, I don't want to. Not that there's tea and like then that there's drama, even if there was my 20 listeners don't care. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, it's like in terms of for me at least, because I'm not I don't by no means I do I think I'm res- I'm like successful or this person that deserve that deserves to be on like a high horse or just to treat anyone a certain way. Not that I do, but like I'm just saying like I don't think. I'm anywhere at someone that deserves to do anything really, to be honest. Um, but when people, or even like, maybe even like we're, we're kind of friends, more like acquaintances almost. And they, they do something that's kind of disrespectful and they think that's okay because we're, we're friends. If that makes sense. It's like, oh, or, it's like they're or overstepping their boundaries because they think it's cool. Kind of. But what was you? Yeah, because in my situation specifically, it's like I've worked for so long to get to a certain point and I'm nowhere near what I wish I was. But still, Mm -hmm. like I in. And again, like not that I think I'm like successful or anything, but I think I've I've, I'm really proud of what I've done and I've done quite a few things. So it's like when people think that they can they think they're successful and they think they can talk down on me when they haven't experienced certain things because they're friends, like they, they think they deserve my respect, at least in a professional manner when they oh. don't. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're That's asking for respect, of... yeah. Like just because oh, we're friends, no. you think you des- you, you think you're as, you, I, I don't know how to sound, make that sound like, I don't know how to say no, it without go being off. Kind of rude. Oh my God, be rude. Go off. Because yeah, like some people think, for example, if we're, if we're doing, comparing professional and personal, right? Like some people think that they 
are just as successful professionally and deserve your respect professionally because you're your friends personally. And I hate that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do. Now that you've yeah. explained it that way. Yeah. yeah. For example, like, let's look at it. It's for so example, we'll, do, we'll give like, we'll give like a very like, like, I guess like pop cultural drama version. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Like, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not like that huge into pop culture. So I might be wrong, but for example, like, do you know the situation about Scott Disick and Ky- one of the Jenners or something? I don't know, bitch. Oh, I don't remember. Or which okay, one? I don't know. The recent one or like the, the past one? I have <laughs> oh my no God, idea. So many I really don't know. Um, or even Kate, okay, let's, let's say Jeffree Star, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, not Jeffree Star is very controversial. I just want to say it out there. I'm just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of his friends or old friends, for example, like Manu Anyway, like Laura Lee, people like mm-hmm. them are so like, not to say that their friendship was fake or anything, but they were so quick to dish on him and be like, here's the tea. Like, oh my God, we're not friends anymore. I don't need you. But he literally makes like five times what you will you will ever make. Like, okay, not to, not to disrespect anyone. Like, who knows? Like, prove, like say, prove him wrong. You know, be that bitch, get on the same level. But Jeffree Star is like, he makes $100 million a year. Or like a month, I think. Mm-hmm. So like- So at least like how- put some respect on his name. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how are you oh gonna how God. are you gonna disrespect him and be like, I don't need you, blah 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 blah. Like when when really when you need to put respect on his name, you know what I mean? So it's like I not not that this is on, on any similar level, but I'm just saying like that's it's just I just find that frustrating. It's like like yes, you don't need anyone in your life. Like let's be honest, you don't need anyone, you don't need to get you shouldn't give anyone that power. But you should um, at least give them like a base respect. For them as exactly yeah exactly Definitely like understandable yeah like so have more like, empathy for the other person yeah so like obviously being friends means you're equals mm-hmm. but if you're gonna take that in a direction where it's like oh you just des- i deserve your respect just because we're friends it's like no like you have to earn the respect like i'm not just gonna give it to you because we're friends yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense kind of and yes kind of yeah yeah. I'm like you you catch me and then you drop me and then you catch me and then you drop me I'm trying to keep up (laughs) oh I wow this has nothing to do with the topic at all what is happening today let us go back into our home frequency (laughs) and let's get back on track well I just went on a whole rant for no reason I just went on a whole rant for no reason it was so valid though because honestly within friend groups that happens all the time where they they get way too comfortable and they start disrespecting your work and who you are just because they think that they can say whatever exactly close friends and it's like no you still need to understand that I'm going through things just the same as you and we need to respect each other at least that baseline of respect needs to be there and you don't need to disrespect me too much just because we're like buddy buddy yeah you know like don't belittle my work and say that you deserve my respect just because we're friends basically you know what I mean yeah I actually hate that (laughs) anyway back to the point um I guess we, I guess, sure, we can use this as a segue, Ooh, talking about like ourselves and relationships and personalities. 
Um, recently, within our within Cami's and I's friend group, as mentioned before, Ruby was part of it as well. Hi, Ruby, if you're listening. Um, but we've been recently playing like a lot of these like psychological kind of games, in which basically are like I don't know. You you explain it, Cami. You explain it. So for me, um, I'm a strong believer of getting to know everyone, like their nitty gritty before pretty much getting to know them my own way before they like explain to me who they think they are because your perception of yourself is different from everyone else's perception of you. So I do that by doing like psychological games and they're not like necessarily games where I trick you into like giving me details that you don't want to. It's more so just like, what's your personality type like at this particular stage of your life? because your answers will continually change. Like I've asked this to all of my, my friends and all of my lovers. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, it gives you a good, huh, like gives you great insight as to where you are in life. Like what's your perception of, let's say your ego, your problems, like who you're gonna be with, what, what you're looking for in a relationship and yeah. what your values are. Yeah. By asking you like simple questions, like let's take a walk in the park. Okay, yes. For for the listeners, this is a game that the most recent game that Cami and I played, the psychological game. Um, and I just kind of wanted her to share the game with the listeners because I already answered the questions, and I guess we can talk about my results. Like, yeah, we can both well. like we can like compare. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. But the, let's share the questions first for the listeners and the viewers so that they can answer for themselves as well. Okay. So this has a lot to do with visualization. So in your mind's eye, you don't have to close your eyes, but in your mind's eye, let's say that we're walking in the park. By we, I mean like I'm an entity. I'm your narrator and you are walking, but with who? Try to like see them in your mind's eye and then as you guys are walking you guys see an animal try to remember the description of the animal what you do with the animal and what the animal does and then as you go on try to remember all the little details and in the distance you see a house with describe the house and is your house gated fenced there is there a moat how well guarded is it, if if at all? Anyway, it's an open house, <laughs> so let's let's head right into it. So now that we're inside the house, there is going to be a table. Not much else, not much furniture, because it's just an open house. You're just there to look at the house. There's no other floors, but there is a table. What do you see on that table? Is there flowers? Is there food? Is there nothing? Is there something important? Anyway, we're done looking at the table. You've inspected it, nothing much else. We walk through the house and into the backyard. And on the, in the backyard, on the grass, there's a cup. In your mind's eye, what is the cup made out of? And what do you do with the cup? All right. Try to keep your notes in your head. Not sure how you're gonna do that, but after you've set down the cup or whatever else you've done to the cup, um, you're just trying to get across, but you see a body of water. Try to describe to me or 
in your mind's eye, try to visualize what that body of water looks like. And is it big? Is it turbulent? Is it deep? Is it serene? Describe it to your best detail. And then you need to, you and whoever you're with and me narrating it, um, we all needed to cross that body of water. How do you do that? And that's the end. Yes. So for the listeners and watchers, basically what she's asking is you have to take a note of um, who you're uh, like, who you're with, yeah. like uh, you, what animal you're seeing. And uh, what you do with the animal. What do you do with the animal? Yeah, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to recap so people like understand what they need to be thinking about. Right. Yeah. So like who you're with, the, uh, the details about the animal, the details about the house, mm-hmm. what's on the table, um, what the cup is like. The, t- the details about the cup if there's anything inside stuff like that the details about the body and water that is now magically in front of you <laughs> um, and how you get how you get over like through it or over it or, or, or just around it whatever and basically the premise of the questions are supposed to be like describe like yeah again your personality thought process where you are right now and your mentality um and yeah, we'll talk about, I guess now we'll share our answers personally. Yeah. And then uh, you can, for those of the, for the listeners and that you are, are going to try it, feel free to go, like look look up the answers, obviously. Or you can like reach out to one of us. We'll give you our details after. I don't know if you're open. Actually, I didn't even oh, ask totally if you're open, open to that. Okay. Totally so that. yeah, feel free to check us out on Instagram. We'll show you, we'll share that after those details later in the podcast. But yeah. We can, we can definitely help guide you about what the answers might represent in your life or to you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first? I actually don't know your answers. You know my oh, yeah. answer, but I don't know your answers. So let's, let's hear Let yours me first. Actually, so the last oh. time I've done this was during, I don't know. I can't do check-ins with myself because I know all the meanings of everything. But the first time I've done it was oh. with um, when I was getting to know my ex-fiance. Oof. Yikes. But anyway, I was walking with him particularly around that time. So that was about how long ago was that? Like four years ago. That was four years ago. Um, I was walking around with him and whoever you're walking with is currently the most important person in your life because if they're the first thought in your head, obviously they're the most important. And then the animal that I saw was a lion. It was a mountain lion. So I was kind of shook and it kind of froze me. And all we did was, well, what you're supposed to do with a mountain lion, I was trying to think logically, I was like, trying too hard to like, think of things as you're supposed to. So I was like, I'm supposed to freeze, I'm supposed to not do anything. And unfortunately, for me, the animal represents what you do within with problems. And that resonated to me, like, spectacularly, because I have anxiety, and I tend to freeze up or fawn instead of like trying to solve my problems immediately. Um, what about you, Kendrick? How did you see your animal again? Oh, we're doing like step by step. Oh, sorry. I yeah, thought we were going to like hear off. the whole thing and then we we're going to compare after. Okay. Oh, yeah, like yeah. No, 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 that's yeah. smarter. You're that's smarter. That's smarter. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So yeah, we'll go step by step then and we'll talk about what that represents. Yeah. So rewinding no, back to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, as she said, uh, hers was her ex-fiance. 
for me, I don't have anyone in my life like that, I suppose. Um, so for me, I w- it was, I was with one other person, not a group, not, not by myself, whatever. Um, but I didn't have a clear image of who that was. Um, and then basically what Cami said that represented, or at least, and w- which makes sense to me at least, um, was that I'm looking for that other person, like that, that, that best friend or soulmate mm-hmm. or other half, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm looking for that. I'm like currently yearning and like looking for that person, which is so accurate. Yeah. Because um, you can easily say that you're walking alone and you yourself is the most important person in your life. But the fact that you said that you envision someone next to you means that you're currently searching for that fulfillment. Which is so true because one thing, and I've had this conversation a lot with a lot of friends too, is like one thing that I'm really looking for is like right now at least is I'm really want like that other half or like that person to complete me. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like no matter that be like a lover or just like a best friend, like if I'm being totally honest, like I haven't like met that person, someone where I can confidently say like they're like my best, best friend, you know? So it's like, and it's like, it's really weird. And that's part part of why I've been thinking about like relationships and friendships recently is because I'm like, again, probably similar to that situation, right? Um, But yeah, and then in terms of the animal, the animal I saw was like a little, um, I think it was a, I, we didn't put a we didn't put a breed of dog, but it was a it was a it was, a, it was like a medium sized dog. It was like really fluffy. I th- basically imagine a golden retriever, but like the one with the mm-hmm. long hair and like the floppy ears and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was basically a golden retriever. Um, and then it was like really playful and really friendly. And then I said that I actually befriended that owner, like me and whoever this other person is with me, befriended that owner. And then you know, kind of like kind of like doggy play day like you know like I don't know kind of like in the movies you know like when you see a dog and you're like oh my god like I vibe with you I fuck with you let's let's, let's meet up again um new friend you know um Mm -hmm. and then basically what Cami said that represented was um again she said it's a domestic animal it's that means that you view your problems as something that you can domesticate it's something that you can tame it's nothing that's out of your hands that means everything is well within your means and then the fact that you said that you even befriended the owner the owner of the dog is pretty much the root of the problem so the fact that you befriended that means that not only did you fix the problem and don't see the problem as problem you also get to the root cause and you reconcile with it you accept it and you forgive it so that's so healthy honestly I wish I was at that page (laughs) but like four (laughs) years ago I was like oh my god my anxiety would freeze me and the mountain lion will eat me and this is the right thing to do is if I don't want to die I do this (laughs) oh shit wow that's it's really crazy like I don't know like that also makes me think because recently I've been thinking about like external validation right and uh and I didn't realize but I think and I don't know how you feel about this either but I realized that I think I have a very low self-esteem yes which is very very surprising wow this is very vulnerable hi hello listeners um (laughs) but yeah but uh but I was thinking about that recently is because um like if unless you're like a close friend of mine, if I see you like succeed 
in at least in the industry that I want to be in, for example, right? I get super like I'm just a very jealous, competitive person, and I think that comes from the fact that I feel as though if someone else is doing it good, that I can't. You know what I mean? Oh. Like like that. I feel like that person is taking my spot. So it's like I th- I realized that like. Again, not that I'm going to let that stop me, obviously, as we just heard about the dog situation. Um, but I realized that because it's like, whenever I see that happening, I'm like, oh, like I start, I start to feel bad about myself. And it's like, mm-hmm. I realized that recently. And I was like, wow. I was like, huh. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on to the next moving thing. Moving on to the next thing. Um, so we come upon a house. Um, in my version of the house, the house has a small picket fence, just because in my mind, I wanted to have like a picket fence. So I envisioned my dream house, which is like a little bungalow. And <laughs> it has a picket fence, has like wildflowers growing around the picket fence and just my vibe. And the house pretty much is a representation of you. And if there's any like surrounding fences, whether that be barbed wires, moats, or a full-on wall that's pretty much what people need to hurdle over or overcome in order to get to know you and the house itself is obviously you so I see myself as uh, whatever you think a bungalow is in my opinion bungalows are like homey they're nostalgic they are they're my childhood oh they're really my childhood because I've only ever lived in bungalows I did not know that Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways, continue. Sorry. So that like makes me more like a mother figure because you would come home to a bungalow. Oh, but, wow. yeah. but yeah, so that's a, uh, it was insightful for me because I was at the time when I was four years ago, huh? I was 20 years old and I was like, I don't see myself as a mother, but I guess that's how other people see me or like, yeah. And I guess I mother people. I just don't realize it because I'm trying so hard to save them. I'm not supposed oh. to. Therapy said no. Save oh. yourself. Damn. Wow. Oh and my then gosh. Kendra. No, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about you, bitch. No, but that's crazy. First of all, I just want to say I would love to experience a bungalow. Um, we should definitely go somewhere where we can live in a bungalow for a little bit um anyways a bungalow is literally just a one-story house my guy oh it's shit any it's yes. any one-story house okay sorry what i imagine as a bungalow i remember like i imagine like a like on the like beach a like yeah like, oh, a like those. that's also something that i like if i were to redo this um game again i honestly see myself more like that but you can't choose like oasis. <laughs> i know because i it don't, don't work like that answers. it's whatever first it comes to like mind that. whatever you're vibing yeah. oh my goodness she said i, I want to put an update status on my uh, <laughs> on my life yeah thank you because just letting you know you can take this test again as soon as you forget all the answers and what they mean and be like oh damn that's where i'm at in my life yeah that's true that's cute um but for me um mm-hmm. i imagined no fence Basically, what I imagined was basically the White House with no fence, um, but not like not as large as the White House, like kind of like a sorority house, but just like a typical like very like uh, like a large mansion, all white pillars, you know, the whole shebang, but no fence, no security, no nothing like that. Um, 
and I kind of like when I say my thing and then you go in and explain it. So like, go ahead, sis. Okay, so for Kendrick, what I really loved about it is the extravagance of it all. Um, and the fact that it's so, it has so many rooms and so much things to offer. It can be a sorority house for all we know. It can be the White House. So the juxtaposition of both is so, like the contrast is so huge that you're like, oh, so there's completely different sides of Kendrick that either he knows of or that we know of or that we will find out. The fact that it's, I'm just gonna go with the White House look. Um, the fact that it's a White House means that it's structured, it's clean. That's pretty much how he conducts himself. So everything is very elegantly put. Everything is protected. Everything is like, well thought out just like how he conducts himself everything from the way that he does his hair from the way that his sweatshirt is fitting on him the way that he only has a couple of rings rather than all of his fingers having rings everything is well thought out it's very oh, wow i love how you noticed the rings <laughs> uh, wow um but yeah and, and then the no fence obviously represents like that I really don't have any barriers like I'm a pretty open book as long as you're yeah. like friendly and on like on like aggressive like I'm ask me anything bitch um exactly. but mind you that's a white house he's got snipers on the roof my guy if he doesn't <laughs> like you no more bah. Bah. <laughs> nothing bah. Bah. You wanna let's go. Uh, <laughs> for the listeners, I just did the ugliest little fight dance moment. Um but yeah. Uh okay, and then next is the uh um, Oh yeah, we're gonna make our way into the house now. And whatever is on the table represents either your values or where you are at mentally. Four years ago when I saw the inside when in my mind's eye, I saw flowers on the table because I was thinking so logically. And I was like, it's an open house. So obviously there's going to be flowers on there. And if you see flowers or food, it pretty much signifies that you're generally a happy person. And with Kendrick. Oh, oh wow. She always like, she, you always transition it back to me. Um, for me, I saw a fashion coffee table book, um, mm-hmm. like, like Tom Ford vibes. Like, ew, I don't. I would I don't personally own a Tom Ford coffee table book because I just don't want it I just think it's very basic but yes a fashion coffee table book that features like art and like architecture and design and stuff like that pretty much the, what that says about Kendrick is that he's very um in tune with his goals the way I know Kendrick is that he has a vision he has blinders on his sides and he only sees his success as if it's already his which is such a main thing that you have to focus on when you're manifesting everything and I love the fact that he only saw the the architectural beautiful fashionable book on the table because that's everything that he holds value with like it's very on brand for him and seeing that that he has that on the table means that not only is he an intellectual it means that he has his goals set and he has a clear vision of his future just because it's not flowers or food doesn't necessarily mean that he's not a happy person it generally just means that he's a more methodol meth- method i don't even know My i'm vocabulary. not even gonna try <laughs> <laughs> um you're a more well thought out person just like 
circling back to the White House, everything is well thought out. Everything has a place. Saying I should run for president. Cool. Honestly, that is, I think we would be a you, well-organized country. <laughs> stop. Not that I live in the U.S. LMA Honestly, so. if Kanye, if if Kanye can do it, I okay. Well, okay. That that just put no respect on his name. First of all, not if Kanye, because Kanye did it, I can also do it. That's how you oh, put it. We um, love to empower other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. If you don't like Kanye, that great that's good for you move on get out of- <laughs> yep great <laughs> kanye is the most controversial person that i will 100 percent stand by that's Honestly, it that's a t oh really yeah okay i tea. don't know i think it's mostly nostalgic for me because he was one of the very first um artists that i've listened to um as i fell in love with hip-hop so Oh. The fact that he was one of the first is like, oh, you'll always have a place in my heart. And I'm so sorry that you're going through whatever you're going through. But honestly, people live and learn. So we're, we're not about cancel culture out here. True. Because we're all human. T. Anyways. Okay, so what's on. next? Yes. We're, we've moved into the house. We're moving past the house now and into the backyard. Now we see a cup. In my case, I see the most beautiful crystalline cup that prisms and uh, pretty oh. much what, as you see, as you see like light coming into it, you see it refract and like shoot out the rainbow. It's the most beautiful cup ever. It's so, you it feels tough, but you know it's delicate. And for me, I went around looking for a carafee and I filled it up and I drank from it. In my case, the meaning of that, the meaning of the cup is how you see your romantic relationships. What you do with the cup is how, obviously, how you act for, like, in your relationship. So the fact that I see my cup as something that refracts light, it means that it'll change something about me or something about my life. So whatever comes in through it will transform into something else whether that be beautiful or bad not because it's obviously being redirected or being prismed um prismed while refracted that's what i meant my bad um refracted (laughs) okay the fact that i drank water from it and i actually actively looked around for something to drink out of it means that i will obviously put in the work for the relationship and I want to be able to reap from the relationship as well as my other, because I'm pouring into it as well as sipping. So it's a give and take for me. But the fact that the integrity of the cup is breakable, it means that my love can be conditional. But because I hold value to beautiful things, I will honestly never do anything to break it. If it breaks, it's either circumstantial a boundary being broken or my loyalty being tested my loyalty almost always will never waver and unless you fucking cheat or you do something unforgivable wow (laughs) oh my gosh now with kendrick you really do learn a lot about people from these questions wow okay t um for me it was a like a china like you know i i every time i i i'm the like whenever I hesitate to say China is because it's in my own head. Like whenever I think China, I think the country. 
So it's like if it's like why why are you associating a cup with you know? Anyways, like a porcelain like, china. No yeah, like a porcelain it. china cup. Um, you know the classic. Um, I imagine mine like like uh white ceramic with the blue detailing, very like mm-hmm. Dior, very you know. Um, and it came with the tray and everything, like the little plate that comes under the saucer. And it's very vintage, very, very delicate, very cute. Um, and it was empty. It didn't have anything in it. I didn't want to put anything in it. And all I did with it was I picked it up and looked inside of it. Like I inspected it, looked inside of it. Kind of like, why is there a cup here? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then. Okay, let's go into <laughs> that. Let's dissect that for you. Um, pretty much with Kendrick, because there's more than one part to the cup, it means that his, pretty much the way that he loves, the way that he forms his relationships is that there's multiple parts to it. So let's say him and I's relationship, um, not that we're romantic, um, just in like an example, um, I'm going, like there's a part of our relationship that is adversary like you would you can come to me for advice and I can come to you for advice um the solid foundation is the fact that we've had a shared experience so like let's say the saucer is like Ted Baker and that was how we met each other and that's how we can always go back to that the fact that there's also a spoon in there that means that we can stir things up we can like challenge the relationship by like introducing new things to it and if it breaks, because China can be broken, if it breaks, that either means obviously the boundary being broken, something unforgivable happening. And because he looks into the cup and not really done anything to change it, it means that relationships to Kendrick comes as they are. The relationships that form don't need to be changed because he accepts you for who you are and there's no reason to try and change you. We met, we're together, we're not there to change each other, pretty much. Mmm, juice. Mm. Okay, and then the puddle, I'm very curious, oh, sorry, the quality (laughs) of water. I'm very curious to hear what you said. So for me, because mine is like, a, for some reason I see like a bungalow grass turf and then it like turns into sand and then there's the sea okay girl four years ago I thought I was like bro there's the sea I didn't know that I had to transverse across it so I was like yikes but the the bigger the body of water obviously the big the body of water signifies your love and how you love um the cup being how you hold your relationships and what you conduct within it. The the body of water is the emotional part, like your love itself. And me, obviously the ocean is deep. The ocean is vast. The ocean is ever changing. There can be a storm underneath with calm waters on top. Um, that means that mine is, you can drown in it. You can love it. It looks beautiful in theory can be rocky it's pretty much like very situational my love um we just go with the just go along with it and to get across it that one signifies and like how wet you get pretty much means that how much effort you'll put in 
for your love to continue or like how much how much of yourself you give within your love so with me obviously even though I have like a deep phobia for like dark deep waters I obviously because I needed to get across I would swim across it I'm obviously extremely wet my whole being is drenched that means I give my whole self to a relationship or whoever I love wow oh my god (laughs) I I just you literally just went how deep my love is Kendrick go I was like what the frick I was like I was like this was going somewhere and then all of a sudden you're like Kendrick um for mine uh (laughs) mine was a like a pond like a puddle nothing okay not a puddle like a pond yeah um I said more specifically it was like a koi pond um and then you know what do you expect koi pond rocks stuff Mm -hmm. like that um so it's very very manageable again very backyard size so I would say no more than like six feet long let's say Mm -hmm. um but it was but it was like I had fish in it all that stuff that good stuff lily pads or whatever Asia um Um, and then, um, but, and then in terms of how wet I got, um, I didn't, in terms of like going, going through it or going around it, whatever, getting across it, I said I could just walk around it. Um, and in terms of the water getting wet, I would only get wet or whatever if we splashed water at each other, as in me and the other person or whoever. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. So I didn't get wet unless we were like being playful and cute. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. Let's dissect that again. So pretty much with um, your view of love is that yours is more so like an oasis. It's more so like a very serene because if you were to look at like a koi pond, you're not there to like freaking swim around or like tan. You're there to just kind of contemplate life. The way that you love gives meaning and contemplation and meditation. It's a place for someone to rest. It's like a home frequency vibe, you know? Mm-hmm, like you're coming home sure. to it. And sure. not once does he mention how deep it is. So his love can be like freaking a thousand feet deep. You don't know how deep that koi pond is in his mind's eye. Or it can be just deep enough for him to submerge and pull his, his whole self. And the, honestly, the fact that he mentions that you'll get wet only if the other person lets him first it means that that's the effort the give and take the pull in the tug and the tug of war of the love that you'll have um you'll give love if you receive love and don't get it wrong because you said it was a koi pond it has an ecosystem it holds life the fact that there's koi the fact that there's lily pads it's a whole sustainable system um so that means in itself, it's like a mini ocean because you're able to hold life that way. So I don't, don't minimize the way that you see, um, that you've seen that body of water just because it's not big doesn't mean that your love is different. It just means that you love differently from other people. That's all. Wow. See? Wow. And for, for the people watching, for the people listening, this wasn't like us trying to like share or do the test ourselves. This We already did this. We just wanted okay. to share our answers to kind of give perspective as to what the they represent or what the meanings are and how they played a role in our lives. 
Um, but that being said, so uh, I think it's time to play oh. We're Not Really Strangers. Oh, okay. I'm ready yeah. for it. I honestly have been seeing for this game. Oh my gosh. I do feel bad because I feel like we took up time on my rant about respect and Ted Baker. Oh my <laughs> but <laughs> that was inevitable. Anyway. You say Ted Baker and we're like, oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the rap was not about Ted Baker, but anyways, um, yeah. So again, as you all know, if you're a fan of the podcast, I've been, uh, yeah. If you're a fan of the podcast, I every at the end of every episode, I play a game called "We're Not Really Strangers" by the artist Kareen. Um, she's my favorite modern day artist. Um, and yeah, it's basically a game where you ask questions, and it's a it's kind of like a Cards Against Humanity, but to get to know each other on a deeper level. Oh my God, I almost like vomited. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she actually, fun fact, even though not sponsored, wish, um, <laughs> she did recently release a collaboration with Valentino huh? in which, oh. yes. Excuse me, let's get on. Yes, I've been on, I've been trying, I've been calling the Valentino store in Toronto every single week to try and get my ha- hands on this game. Um, but they're either saying they're not going to, some people say they're not going to get it. Some of them say we're not getting it yet. I don't know. And some people, someone just straight up said, I don't know if we're going to release it to the public. As in like, as in like, it's like hush, hush. Oh, you could only their clients get it. And I was like, what oh, the frig? I, I was like, I know. But I was wow, like, exclusivity? I know, but I was like, I'm That's a diehard hard. fan of the game. And how are you going to give it to a, cl- a rich client that probably doesn't even know this game exists anyways um anyways so cammy and i are huge fans of her work in the game so i think this so i think today we're gonna sometimes i I usually do one question but i think we're gonna do three today yes we're gonna do one from each level so in the game there are three levels there's one level one which is called perception uh level two which is connection and level three which is reflection and I'm going to do one from each episode. I mean, from each episode. Bitch, the heck? Each series. From each level, yeah. Ooh, okay. I've never seen this one. Okay, so I play this game a lot, right? So I should. Know, I feel like I know all the questions. So whenever I see a question that I've never seen before, I get super excited. Um, oh, my God. Ooh. Juicy. Juicy, yes. I'm kind of... I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm just trying to diversify the portfolio. Try and make it relevant. I'm so sorry. As soon as you said Valentino, like, um, collabed with them, I'm literally on Valentino's site. And I'm like, oh, there's a virtual yeah. card deck. It's sexy. Oh, you found it? Yeah, I found the virtual version. Oh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Ooh, I want the old deck. It's sexy. I know, and it's perfect because their branding is both, they're both red, like, you know what I mean? Like, their branding is both red. Yeah, so it's, like, perfect. I think that's probably why, you know, but. Mm. Ooh, this is interesting. Okay, I've, I've definitely seen this one before, but I, I don't think I've ever answered it. It's very interesting. Okay, I have three questions. So, obviously, we're gonna start with, with, with level one, which is perception, and then Mm -hmm. connection, and then reflection. So you'll answer first or whoever, if you can't come up with an answer, I'll say my answer first. Um, but the first question is, what do you think my, oh, well, what? 
Where did I get an A from? Who do you think my celebrity crush is? Oh, yours. Yeah. Hmm. Well, to be honest, the first person that I thought of was Kanye. And who else? Uh... I'm not going to say anything until you actually give an answer. But like, I did. I do have a comment about about that. (laughs) <laughs> oh snap oh no i hope nothing bad i love you no, you know no no no. <laughs> no 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 um i'm trying to think um i think pe- i feel like Kanye... people th- i feel like people think i get offended too easily anyways oh my god no it's just because you have such you're you're very well spoken so i get scared <laughs> that's why okay. I, i'm still kind of intimidated but uh, oh hmm. timothy chalamet is that your final Ooh. answer it's the it's yeah. <laughs> pick one. Pick one. Fine. <laughs> um no, I think he's amazing. I would love to be friends with him. I think he's such a cool person, but no, not at oh. all my type. Harry no. Styles. No. I mean I'd be Zendaya. down for it. Bitch, can you <laughs> one answer? Okay, There's no backup answers. Um all Harry. good answers for sure. Good answers for sure, but it's Charlie Puth. <gasps> I love that. Yes. Oh. If anyone knows Charlie Puth, or if anyone wants to send this to Charlie Puth, or just at Charlie Puth. At Charlie Puth. Like, oh. I met him a while back, and I think we're just, like, he's literally perfect. He's literally everything I want. Um, he's so anyways. good. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think Oh, yeah, you, you had a comment. You had a oh no Kanye. no, Kanye! I would um I would be down hundred percent. Um, oh. I just I think I think he's a lot to handle for sure. Um, but I I one thing that I'm huge on and I have a tattoo of it is like it talks about how I prefer I look more to brains than I do anything else. Like mm-hmm. if your brain makes me smile, then that's it. Um, yeah. and I think yeah. So I for sure well yeah he's kind of he's a lot. Let's just say that, but. I do respect his genius, and so yeah, I think yours. Who, for those of you that don't know, Cammy's bisexual, so it could be any gender. Um, I'm I'm gonna go off of your current boyfriend. Well, your boyfriend. What do you mean, your current boyfriend? Your boyfriend, <laughs> Trevor. Mm-hmm. Hi, Trevor. If you're listening to this, um, who do I think? Hmm. I f- mm. actually low key. I feel like it's like a K-pop star. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Well, ju- it's she... the hair that's giving off the vibes. No, but not nothing K-pop. I'm. Hmm. I'm. Whoa. I'm trying to like. Okay, at least of... give me at least give me a hint, like in terms give of like at least hint? like like sexuality and like gender and stuff like that. It's similar to something. It's just something to someone that you would like. And I look more towards the film industry for my crushes rather than anywhere else. Similar to one I would like. Yeah. And I feel like I've, I'm quite obvious with it too sometimes. I feel like I should know this. Oh, no, no, no. You don't, you, I don't think I'm as vocal about it as you are, though. But we have this in common. You know who I'm thinking of? You know who comes to mind? Ooh. What's his name? Is his name Remy? Remy Malik? 
that actor. Do you know what I'm talking oh about? Oh my god, I know. Like, I also is that, his name? is that yeah. his name? Is that his name? Yeah, that's who. That's who comes to mind. Oh my god, I actually don't know his name. Yeah, yeah it's not Rami Malek. Yeah, he like Rami modeled Malik. for Saint Laurent or something like that. Yeah. Yes, him. And he was like iRobot and everything. I love him, but I don't think I have a crush on him. He's to me, he'll forever be like clean. Okay, so who then? Zendaya. <laughs> uh, you know how you know how you said <laughs> that. You know how I thought that, but I was like, that's too easy. You know, like that. Oh, I'm pretty yeah, easy. That's good. <laughs> that's good. I love her so much. Like you know when you can like look up to someone and like see them as an inspiration but also really truly want to love them yes i just appreciate you as a person but also if you want to be your friend my way yeah like i want to be your friend like i want to have some sort of relationship with you yeah i feel i feel that for sure i like a lot of the people that i do like admire and look up to i feel that like just i don't know like it's just really weird um anyways um what so this one's very interesting so the next question again for the listeners is connection so the question is what is your first love's name and the reason you fell in love with him or her oh i really like that that's really cute um first love what did i truly love that's is this like thing. puppy love or is this like first love? Because those I are guess two like I guess things. let's let's just say like your first crush. Let's say that. My first crush, I think, was in third grade, um, on a boy named Carlos, and he was the embodiment. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. He reminds me a lot of Trevor, but. <laughs> okay, shout out to Trevor I love you but he he gives off very like golden retriever sunshine vibes like oh. if someone were to not that Trevor's like that no no Trevor is more like what kind of dog would he be Trevor Trevor's more like a like a Doberman like he's ready to kill you but he's still oh, like dead. quite tame um but he was just so sweet and he was always so nice to me and around that time in grade three I was always kind of being told that I was too it's too much too much as a kid too much this too much that and because I was too much and still not like I still haven't blossomed I was like you're too much and you're too ugly pick up back pick a struggle pick one and I'm like (laughs) and he was always so nice to me so I was like oh my god like honestly I love that for us and he was just so cute the reason why I kind of fell for him when I was like in grade three was because I I felt seen I felt validated and the fact that I just love kindness and everyone who like exudes or like exudes that aura or um, actively tries to be kind. It just makes my heart melt. And that's thank you. Thank you. For oh being, my God. Thank you for being like a great human. Wow. Oh, but yeah. I cannot relate. Mine was not well, that well thought out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, no. Now that I'm looking at it, I kind of understand why I fell for this guy. But honestly, he was just cute as fuck. He was all brown. 
he was like he was like a light-skinned filipino but his hair was light brown and he had light brown eyes and i was like you're so Whoa, different exotic, he looks exotic he looks yeah. he doesn't look filipino but his hair was so filipino i was just like oh uh, yeah you're from here <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was this similar age too actually um someone named like a guy named lucas I actually don't think I don't think I've ever said that until now actually or even like really thought about it like that but yeah it's like I don't know he was just very like friendly and like artistic and I feel like at the time like he was like exactly what I was looking for I don't know there's just nowhere there's just no more to say about it like I it was just like I just it just like it just felt right like I was like wow like I need you um but and then I had literally the year after we met he left so Oh yeah. I remember we I remember we exchanged emails. And we were like, ew. Oh, that's so cute. Back and in the I day th- when the emails. I know. And I think in high school I tried to email him and then uh no response. So Aww. maybe the email got maybe the email didn't maybe he didn't even use that email anymore. Who knows? Fair, um, fair, fair. But yes, so final question, third level, reflection. What do you think my superpower is? Oh, yours? Yours particularly? Yeah. Yeah, we have to answer for each other. I think one of the main things, like my first impression of you was that you were such a powerful, like such a powerful person and like like a boss. You know how like we're all about like the boss woman that was like you, but like you didn't give off, like it's so bad to say like a boss man because it just feels like very authoritative and you look down on people and you're kind of like a douchebag. But you didn't give off that vibe. Like you seemed very put together, very organized. You were very well aware of your goals. And honestly, that was one of the things that inspired me so much and wanted wanted you to be one of my friends because I honestly looked up to that and I want to have that surrounding me. And as your main superpower I would say would be because I'm bad at it I'm I'm not as great at it at it yet would be like being so goal oriented and like great with your boundaries interesting I thought you were gonna say inspiring and I was like okay oh you already inspire me you already know that like I do that all the time, but like I would say that your superpower as a person would be that because you don't let anything deter you from your goal. You have your mindset. Interesting. Okay. I think yours is I think what what this is and this is very interesting because the one thing about you is you're very I feel as though you very you hold back sometimes. I think you're very uh like th- like thought out in the way you speak is very like you have to make sure you're saying the right thing all the time, um, but that's not that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but I think what your superpower is is I think I think it's your way of making people feel like heard and understood because even though because yes you do speak very like almost professionally I want to say because you're I I don't know like I don't know if you agree but like from what I I know about you is you very like you're very like you always have to try and say the right thing like you never just like let go but despite that you're very 
I feel like when people talk to you, you're very, you, you listen, like being heard. And I think that's something that is very powerful that people underestimate in their life is being heard. And I think, and what, especially in the movie I'm watching right now too, I, the show I'm watching right now, actually, they say one of the most invaluable things is for a person to feel heard. And I think you give that to people. So I think that's really, that's really special. My main superpower is being able to cry on the (laughs) Oh my god, you're so extra. You already know. That's that's our vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways, we'll let her we'll we'll let her cry in silence. Anyways. so thank you all so much for listening to the pod. That 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 signals the end of the episode. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening again. Uh, feel please do send this to your friends. Word of mouth. I read this article recently that said the best way to promote a podcast is word of mouth. And That's I do nice. plan on bringing you the listeners and the viewers a lot more episodes like this. Episodes that are more emotional or just like more eye opening, more conversations that are like show you a new perspective or give you an understanding of something you've never thought you would understand and also just like thing I want to I'm going to have more guests on here that are like maybe more professional that can provide advice as well I'm just looking for this to be a learning journey for all the listeners so join the ride um and as always you can find me on Instagram at Kendrick Train my website at trainontrack.com um the podcast train off track and the youtube channel a train on track as well and where can they find you uh oh, i almost called you ruby oh <gasps> guys that's okay i love you still um you can find me on instagram under acisu it sounds like a kisu because i wanted to be really cute and i had a phase where Japanese names were just it uh or <laughs> I did not know that was the reason actually yeah honestly I wanted to sound like I was saying I kiss you oh, <laughs> you. oh my god but yeah um you'll see my past modeling work and where I'm at now and whatever links I've included there you'll see okay alrighty. so uh thank you all for listening and we'll see y'all next week Bye.